you see them panhandling at the traffic light, or maybe camping in a public park, or living out of their car. Homelessness seems to be one of those intractable problems, and that's the problem, according to Roseanne Haggerty. She says too many homelessness organizations don't believe the problem can be solved. Saying, here's how much we spent, or, you know, here are evidence-based programs. That's not good enough. We, 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 we need to be demanding an end state, which is zero homelessness. Hi, I'm Irene Silber. Roseanne Haggerty is president and CEO of Community Solutions. The nonprofit was recently awarded $100 million by the MacArthur Foundation to help bring about what Haggerty calls zero homelessness. The Vanguard Network's Ken Banta sat down with Haggerty to talk about her work and the leadership challenges that come with that $100 million grant. Roseanne, I know you won't agree with this, but many people see you as a kind of superstar in, uh, in leadership in the nonprofit world, and uh, you don't have to agree with that, but uh, as a leader, what do you think uh, you are uh, best at as a leader, and, and what's not your strength? Uh, hire good people and support them and uh, try to stay out of their way. That, that really <laughs> is the key to community solutions uh, work. We have an extraordinary team, um, really some of the the smartest, most dedicated, relentless people working on complex problems anywhere are, are, are part of our team. And I think we have uh, attracted uh, extraordinary leaders from communities across the country who have recognized that the way we've been going about thinking about working on this problem has been uh, distorted. And so it's just, I think I'm surrounded by uh, people of commitment with extraordinary leadership talents, you know, in our own organization and those we support. How do, what do you, how do you attract great leadership, especially into a, into an organization that truly doesn't pay as well as investment banking? Well, these are very mission-driven people, and I think it's important that you know we we try very hard to create an environment where uh, people feel a great sense of, of agency over the work that they do, that they shape the agenda, that the strategy is very much um, kind of a shared product and co-created by um, you know, all members of our team, but especially our senior leadership team. I will say that people who are community solutions are especially driven by our just relentless view that this is a solvable problem. So uh, people who are drawn to homelessness with a, a sense of urgency around why aren't we solving this, I think, you know, happily, they're, they're likely to be attracted to us because we are seen as uh, very much in the vanguard of uh, uh, learning our way forward, doing whatever it takes, and uh, uh, valuing uh, leadership and um, uh, giving a great deal of agency and support to people's own creative ideas. So I think those are probably some of the things that attract people to us, uh, but it's a good question. I'll, 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 uh, it's one I'm keenly interested in these days because we're doing a lot of hiring. <laughs> uh, what do you see your role as, as a leader in terms of policy and government affairs? And uh, how, do you, uh, how do you approach it? What, what's, what, what do you see, yeah, what do you see your role as in that area? Mm -hmm. Well, that is a role that's changing now and uh, in, in, you know, both sort of demanded by our strategic plan, which I'll say over the next five years, our aim is to get the country to a tipping point where homelessness is understood as an urgent and solvable public health and racial equity challenge. And that we have 
cleared the path, uh, particularly federally, of um, policies that are you know, wrongly incented, uh, that, that create barriers for local communities in actually accomplishing that task. And that, uh, that the third part of this is to you know, really establish a, a, a new public narrative that this is a solvable problem. And uh, that that is what um, citizens and all of us should be uh, holding our leaders accountable to achieving, that uh, just uh, you know, saying, here's how much we spent or, you know, here are evidence-based programs. That's not good enough. We, 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 we need to be demanding an end state, which is zero homelessness. And so because policy and public affairs have become now this very prominent lane in, in and of themselves, um, we have moved from historically uh, kind of working on sort of incremental policy changes, like asking HUD to clarify, you know, this rule or create, you know, a, a more relaxed, you know, standard with respect to, you know, how vouchers are allocated. You know, all of those sort of incremental things that we learned were, you know, from communities were inhibiting them to really taking on uh, some of the big uh, barriers. And interestingly, you know, it's not money. Uh, yeah, and, and I would say even without the environment being now one where, you know, with the uh, American Rescue Plan, a, a, a moment where funds are coming into communities at an unprecedented scale to assist with homelessness, but our policy focus has been around changing these, these rules that actually um, create friction and uh, uh, misdirected incentives for communities with respect to what the what the purpose is. For instance, you'll find year after year in the uh, notices of fund uh, uh, funding availability that you know it's almost like here's what we're pu- procuring. You won't see the point of all this is to end homelessness, and that's what we're going to reward, and that's what we're going to measure. This matter of uh, leading through influence, this has become really the, the leitmotif for leadership in all manner of sectors. And uh, clearly it's the, the main uh, avenue for you. You don't tell people what to do with homelessness. I think you've been clear, clearly stating you, you lead through influence. What do you think is the most important uh, means of uh, changing opinions or drawing attention to homelessness as a solvable problem? Not, not only with leaders, but with the, uh, with, uh, the general population? Because I know you've said that's really, that's gonna be critical to making this solvable is the pressure from ordinary people to not have this be a status quo anymore. But how do you do that? Well, the, the, the way we've proceeded, and uh, yeah, I think there's, you know, we're, we're drawing on sound evidence of, of, of other you know, social movements and, and other change processes, is uh, to prove something is possible. Uh, and so the last, our, our last strategic plan over the, the, the past uh, four and a half years was about getting to proof points that communities actually could solve this problem for population. And, uh, you know, we are, are the communities participating in Built for Zero. It's totally the coalition of the willing to your point about, you know, influence, not, not, you know, we're not paying them, you know, they don't get any rewards from HUD or the VA, you know, other than, yeah, you know, it's just the satisfaction of doing their work effectively for vulnerable people. But early on, a theory of change would have been, you know, learning from the diffusion of innovation literature and, you know, getting the early adopters and, and uh, the innovators together and, you know, just building an evidence base. But I think, I think our view of how, um, how, how change spreads and how to uh, uh, get 
you know, these large things accomplished has um, yeah, evolved quite a bit to, uh, to, to really be about you know, being much more aggressive on the policy front, to be creating an experience of, of peer learning for uh, leaders uh, across the country, in addition to the individual coaching we provide um, to communities. There is a very robust network now of communities, large cities working together, rural communities working together, uh, communities working on inflow, which is you know, how do you prevent homelessness, uh, communities that are in the, um, the zero for all cohort, they've already ended chronic and or veteran homelessness. And so I think what we've maybe understood, but we've really understood it through our communities, not from some kind of abstract theory, that if you're pushing against the grain, if you're um, introducing and insisting on something new being possible in the world, it's a lot easier if you're doing it with others, uh, that you're not you know, the, 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 the lone city out there saying, we know this has got to be possible. So uh, what we've done is really try to create that environment of support. Roseanne, let's talk a little bit about uh, your leadership within Community Solutions. And um, one aspect is the people aspect. Um, you know, we all, uh, I think, see success is always through the people. Um, as you're growing the scale and, and the complexity of Community Solutions, what are you looking for in your existing or new leaders around you to, to manage that complexity and, and that scale? What are the characteristics? Well, we're uh, gearing up to hire, uh, uh, you know, uh, for us is a significant, you know, uh, a number of, of new staff to help us with this five-year push to get the country to a tipping point. And there are certain positions that require, you know, that, that really are about bringing expertise into the organization that we don't currently have. I'd say no matter what the position, we have certainly learned that, you know, there's a certain um, habit of mind that is really necessary, you know, and, uh, that uh, basically a problem-solving disposition. As someone who's like, I see the challenge, I see the obstacles, here are a couple options we can approach. Like if, if you're not wired that way, you're probably not going to be very happy at community solutions. Like we don't need people who are just like, hey, that's a problem. That's hard. Like we start there, you know, like we, we have to, you know, have folks who, you know, whatever their training are just really oriented toward, you know, kind of yeah, uh, analysis and problem solving. Uh, and so I think maybe the a broader answer to the question, Ken, is um, we need to find a balance both you know, within people and, uh, you know, within you know, our teams, like a data team and a, a, a coaching team, a real estate team, operations team. We, we need certainly content expertise, but we also um, need process expertise. We know we, we need folks who have, you know, worked on complex problems before. So, uh, you know, not everyone has to have spent their, you know, a meaningful amount of time working on homelessness you know, but uh, someone on the team has to, you know, hold that if, you know, so that the, the architect or the designer or the data analyst can, can actually have that, that, that input as the, the team is shaping its strategy and advising communities. Uh, but we have become, as, you know, we've grown, uh, frankly, and as we're you know, kind of stepping into this new chapter of our work, just very, very mindful about uh, hiring for our values uh, and uh, yeah, they're they're just probably the best screen we have beyond just 
you know, kind of uh, professional competence about whether you're, you'll add to our culture, you know, and we, we completely and, and have prized and have been rich by diversity, but we also prize, um, you know, just risk-taking. We prize uh, generosity, you know, this kind of idea that uh, it's not, success is not our organization succeeding, it's the, it's the work succeeding. Um, uh, people who bring an attitude of, we call it, you know, um, uh, taking ownership of what happens here. Uh, we, uh, you know, are, are very mindful to keep all of these communities doing this hard work on board with us. We have to be bringing things they value, which include like humor and joy and a sense of, you know, kind of professional growth. And so those are the, the kind of the guideposts as we hire. Rosanne, um, in, in business, um, scale often means growing um, your geography, growing the number of customers, growing your product lines, growing the number of people you have. Uh, but that's in a business setting. When you think about scaling uh, community solutions, what does that mean to you? What, would, what are you going to be doing? Well, the, I guess one definition that we really organize around is you know, a scaling the uh, understanding and um, endorsement of the reality that homelessness is a solvable problem. So scaling that idea. Right now we're working with um, 89 communities. Uh, we have decided to cap the, the growth of the, um, the, the network at least you know, for the next five years at 110. So we are meeting with recruiting you know, communities to increase the diversity of the communities involved, you know, uh, more large cities and getting uh, more geographic representation. You know, it, it we're incredibly representative already, but just intensifying that. And so we want to have um, uh, out of this group of 110 um, communities, and I should say community in our world is a bit of a misnomer. It can be a cluster of counties, you know, kind of fairly big geographies to be sure that we have uh, uh, just a, a, a kind of an overwhelming and diverse representation of communities moving towards zero for, uh, and that uh, in five years, at least 75 will have ended homelessness for one or more or even all populations. So just uh, really driving on the, uh, the ground game, helping more and more communities to, to uh, through our direct work, uh, learn to work in new ways, but also, scaling the idea of the solvability of the problem through the policy work I described, how does that narrative change? How do we get you know, this idea sort of in the water where like no one ever thinks that homelessness is acceptable, but the idea that it's solvable as, as, as practice, as policy, and as mindset shift. That was Roseanne Haggerty, President and CEO of Community Solutions talking to the Vanguard Network's Ken Banta. Real leadership podcasts are just one of the membership benefits of the Vanguard Network, which organizes events, publishes content, and connects C-suite leaders. Our mission is building high-performance leadership. If you'd like more information about us, please visit our website at thevanguardnetwork.com. I'm Irene Silbert. Thanks for listening.